Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Cardinals have their new coach who seems a lot like their old head coach. The Eagles coaching staff has all flown the coop and Derek Carr has been released to a quarterback market that is cornered by the New York Jets. I'm Kanani Stevens in for Peter Bukowski. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. After what feels like weeks now, probably months at this point, actually, I'm gonna ch- we're checking in with Locked On Cardinals Alex Clancy because your team finally has a head coach. Now, after the Super Bowl, they're bringing in Jonathan Gannon. Was this kind of their guy for a while? Is that why they were waiting so long to make a decision? Seems to be the case. I mean, Monty Ossiford has had had a you know a, uh, you know a yeah. I mean, he's been he's been looking at Jonathan Gannon for a while, and it seems like with the carousel that's been going on, I wish that they would have just said, you know, we've got some pieces that we're looking at that we can't really interview right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I, I'm not really sure if they were looking at Sean Payton first and when he went to Denver that this is like okay, this is the backup plan, or if this was the plan all along. I'm not really sure, but. Yeah, they got their guy, you know, what seems to be two years after the Cardinals have played their last game. Um, obviously, we don't know the, you know, the dynamics behind the scene. Maybe they did have somebody else in mind and then it kind of turned into this. But obviously, Gannon's going probably, you know, it's a great day for him today. But Sunday was probably his worst day when they're giving up a huge lead to lose the Super Bowl. So how much confidence are you really feeling right now? You're bringing in a coach who had a great defense, but kind of blew it on the biggest stage. Well, Kai, it took about 45 seconds for us to have a great conversation for you to just needle, just get me into this again. Yes. So I saw it pulling the, the bandaid off. What I saw in the second half with the Eagles on defense was Cliff Kingsbury. That's what I saw. Lack of adjustments, complete overpowering by yes. Maybe a top five quarterback of all time already in Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely. But the lack of adjustments just makes you pause. And then I looked at the game logs from 2022 and 2021 when Jonathan Gannon, you know, took over uh, as DC of the Eagles. And it seems like good quarterbacks he can't really scheme against. And that's a problem. So when you look at it moving forward, is it the end all be all for him being a good leader? Absolutely not. But when you need to cultivate and massage and evolve this defense that has a lot of great young talented pieces, I just hope that he's a better overseer than in-game adjuster that we saw for the last two years with him as DC. Cause if he's struggling against really good quarterbacks, you guys face a lot of those over there in your division. And if that's going to be something obviously that he'll have to work on, but also we have to talk about Kyler Murray cause he's coming in. Whoever was going to get this job is going to be tied to him for a long time. You know, there are rumors. That's why some people maybe didn't want that job. So what's this going to look like going forward with the rebuild? No idea. No idea. All right. Cool. Yeah, and that's the thing. No, and I say that honestly, like I've been going back and forth thinking in my, you know, big dumb brain, what is this going to look like regardless of who they hire? And I think right. the one missing piece right now is who's going to be offensive coordinator. I think that's pretty obvious, but I, you know, with the first time head coach, I'm imploring everybody involved to hire an established OC to come in. Jonathan Gannon gives him the keys to the offense and says, go make it work. I'll oversee you do your thing. Hopefully it's Eric B and me. I mean, and, and, but we'll, we'll see at this point, but moving forward, Kyler Murray is going to have an enforcer as head coach and not a player's coach only. And I think that can only, but help Kyler Murray in his future. Do you think that kind of structure, I know Cliff Kingsbury is the quarterback whisperer, as they say, but like to kind of have a structure of, of a 
you know, successful OC that's been in the league for a while and kind of coming in with a plan for him and a little more structure would be the way to go forward with Kyler and kind of see the best version of him. Yeah. I mean, cause you look at it like a, like a young quarterback. What are the, what are the friends of a young quarterback, a good defense, a good running game, a good offensive line and one, you know, possession receiver is like the cocoon around a young quarterback to allow him to grow and mature in a non-sped up way. With a head coach, a young head coach, you need experience cocooned around a first-time head coach because not only is it hard to be a head coach at all, it's also so difficult to really ingrain a defensive mind into a team like the Cardinals who have had a statistically terrible year in 2022 defensively. So this can be a difficult task for Jonathan Gannon. I think he needs as much experience uh, coaching-wise around him. So we'll have to see how he fills out his coaching roster as this goes along. Obviously, this is going to be a rebuild for, for a little while. He's got a five-year deal. What is the timeline on this? Because we know that you know people have a, a short leash with coaches these days, um, but this is definitely a rebuild situation. He's not going to come in and have immediate success. So what's kind of a timeline that might be realistic for this team getting close or back to the playoffs? I think that we're going to find out a lot more week one of 2024, what the future looks like than week one of 2023. And I, But that doesn't mean that there can't be monumental changes from now through this season. Win-loss, look at Dan Campbell. Look at Robert Sala. Look at Brian Dable. And Brian Dable, I know they made the playoffs, but if you're looking at Detroit and Dan Campbell, it doesn't matter what the win-loss record is. Something's different there now. And that's what the Cardinals need this year. Win-loss, it's going to be out the window. Especially if Kyler Murray misses seven or eight games, it's going to be a culture shift, a trajectory shift, a mindset shift, a bought-in shift from employees, players, coaching staff alike. Like, win-loss shouldn't be the most important thing that the Cardinals – fans, you know, whatever, look at this year. It's can Jonathan Gannon change the culture of this organization? And that's what we need to see. Stay up to date all year on the Arizona Cardinals by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Cardinals on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, the Eagles coaching staff has been gutted over the last few days. So what now? Before we answer that, there was a marquee matchup in the NBA between the Bucks and Celtics on Tuesday. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So you just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy for you to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points to threes that are drained in the game. Tonight, the Miami Heat are on the road to face the new look Brooklyn Nets. FanDuel has the Heat at one point favorites as we await the report of inactive players. You can check out that line and more at FanDuel. It even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Boston Celtics traveled to Milwaukee to face the Bucks severely shorthanded. They were able to force overtime, but ultimately came up short. 
It took an extra five minutes, but the Bucks do pick up the win against the Boston Celtics and extend their winning streak to 11. My name's Kane Pittman. I'm the host of the Locked On Bucks podcast. This was a severely depleted Boston Celtics team. No Tatum, no Brown, no Smart, no Horford. The injury list just continued to extend. And for that reason, this was a game that the Bucks absolutely had to have. But it took until the fourth quarter for the Bucks to almost awaken from their slumber. Turnovers were a problem, certainly through the first three quarters and kept Boston with an edge. But the Bucks closed it out and their stars got it done. Giannis was huge with 36 points, 13 rebounds, nine assists. But this was a Drew Holiday classic. 40 points, five rebounds, seven assists, three steals, eight for 12 from three. And he hit some big shots and came up with some big defensive plays when the Bucks needed it. And this was a very important win because the Bucks now tie the season series at one apiece with one game to play. That could really mean something for these two teams at the back end of the season and potential home court in the postseason. The Toronto Raptors made one move at the trade deadline after Tuesday night's win over the Orlando Magic. We can confirm the Yak is back in Toronto. Ah, so that's why the Raptors made that trade. Sean Woodley here from Lockdown Raptors to break down the Toronto Raptors 123-113 win over the Orlando Magic on Tuesday night in Toronto. The big takeaway from this one, Jakob freaking Pirtle doing exactly what he was brought in to do last week under controversial circumstances. Of course, the Raptors were pegged by many to be sellers going into last week's trade deadline. Instead, their only move was to add the former Toronto Raptor and Jakob Pirtle, who they, of course, traded to San Antonio in the Kawhi Leonard trade many moons ago. Yak is back now, though, and he was incredible, showing exactly why the Raptors made the move against the Magic on Tuesday night. 30 points to go along with 9 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and 6 blocks on 15 of 17 shooting is the type of center play the Raptors haven't seen in ages, going all the way back to the days of Marc Gasol, Serge Ibaka, and before, him, before them, Jonas Valanciunas, Jakob Pertle, just a great addition, addresses a lot of the Raptors' issues, and helps to make other players on the Raptors better. Fred Van Vliet, for example, tonight, 15 assists, most of which came operating as a pick-and-roll maestro in concert with Jakob Pertle, the type of pick-and-roll role partner he hasn't had in years in Toronto. With Kevin Durant spectating on the sidelines, the Phoenix Suns won their first home game after that big trade as they took care of the Sacramento Kings. With Kevin Durant courtside, the Phoenix Suns play like they barely need him at all. Brendan Clean coming to you after a Suns win over the Sacramento Kings here at home. The first game in Phoenix since Kevin Durant was traded to the Suns at the deadline last week. He's sitting on the Suns bench. The crowd is going crazy, and the Suns make, frankly, short work of the Sacramento Kings. Devin Booker with a massive game. No three-pointers attempted. Just a vintage Booker performance. Chris Paul getting close to 20 assists, and DeAndre Ayton just beasting inside. DeMontis Sabonis, the, the Kings small ball looks. Just really no match for what the Suns brought. So no Mikhail Bridges, no Cam Johnson, obviously no Jay Crowder. They do get a debut from TJ Warren, but KD not even here, and the Suns still make short work of the three seed in the Western Conference. For more on these Suns, listen to Locked On Suns wherever you get podcasts. 
over on the ice, the Ottawa Senators saw an awesome debut and got a shootout win over the New York Islanders. What an incredible NHL debut for Kevin Mandelese. It's a 3-2 shootout win over the New York Islanders. I'm Brandon Piller from the Locked On Senators podcast, and Mando shows everyone that this is the way. His 46 out of 48 shots stopped were the second most by a victorious NHL debut goalie in history. Just an amazing performance by him. He had to make a lot of great saves to keep his team in this one, and he doesn't allow a single goal in the shootout. That's the way you want to start your NHL career, and that's going to give this team a lot of confidence and momentum in a crucial win up against the Islanders. Brady Kachuk and Tim Stutzla also scored in this game. Timmy and Drake Batherson get the goals in the shootout. We are going to have an absolute blast covering this one on the Locked On Senators YouTube channel in the postcast. Here is another story you need to know. We're joined today by Gino Camilleri of Locked On Eagles. You've had a busy season, a busy last couple of weeks. And now, after a very disappointing Super Bowl Sunday, you find out that both coordinators are headed out of town. This hasn't happened in a really long time. I guess it's a good thing, but probably not for the Eagles, I guess. Yeah, hats off to Nick Sirianni. He kind of nailed it with his first two coordinator hires, you would say, and now he has to do it again. And that's one of the things that led to the downfall of Doug Peterson after that 2017 run to the Super Bowl was not being able to replace Frank Reich. And they go down and they hire Mike Groh. That doesn't seem to be the answer. They bring in Press Taylor to surround their quarterback. It doesn't seem to be the answer. And look what happened. He ended up getting fired. Nick Sirianni... He has some guys in-house, though, that seem to be some good candidates. On the offensive side of the ball, you have quarterback coach Brian Johnson. When he was at Florida, he did call plays for that Florida Gators team. He has a very close-knit relationship with Jalen Hurts, knowing him since he was four years old, I believe. So they do have that very good interpersonal relationship. And then the defensive side of the ball, that's the one where it's more a toss-up of who it's going to be. There is one... I would say candidate that sticks out above the rest, that is defensive backs coach Denard Wilson. But besides that, there's been some names thrown around that are outside of Philadelphia. You have Sean Desai, who is in Seattle right now. One name I have heard that I would be a fan of is former defensive coordinator of the Wisconsin Badgers, Jim Leonard. He is currently up in the air about his status if he's going to go back to college or go to the pros, but this comes down to Nick Sirianni, Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie, finding the two right guys that will put this roster that still has a ton of good foundational pieces in place moving forward in a position to continue to try and fight for another Super Bowl title. Definitely a tight line to walk because obviously you want to continue the progress that you guys have been making, but also not become so insular that if there's a really good defensive candidate out there that you don't go that route. Do you think that this is something where, you know, they're going to make those decisions really quickly or do you think they're going to just kind of take their time with it and make sure they get the right guy for both jobs? I I would have to believe that if you do know the right guy is in-house, go ahead and promote him. But it's one of those things that if you do take a little bit of time That's okay because you still have two months now before the draft. That's really when you have to figure out who is going to be your guy because you do have a top 10 pick. More than likely, it's going to be on the defensive side of the ball, so you would probably want to get that defensive coordinator in there to implement his systems, get on track with your personnel department to see, hey, 
we have eight guys that are free agents on that defensive side of the football. We're not going to be able to bring all of them back. We're going to have to bring in talent through the draft. How does the defensive coordinator see the potential for that pick? How does Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman trust somebody in that position in their first year? And it's going to come down to somebody that works well ultimately with Nick Sirianni. And I think above anything, they have to be very good interpersonal characters. Because if you look at Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen, above all, what got them jobs in Arizona and Indianapolis respectively, I would say their ability to connect with players. And you just see how much flowers they've gotten from the guys that were in Philadelphia on their way out. And I know it's just two days after you fought for a Super Bowl and it felt like that was, that was your family, but the NFL moves quick and you got to be on to the next one, or you could get, you could fall behind just like 2018 in Philadelphia and that left a stain on this organization for a few years until they were able to turn it around with Coach Seriani. Stay up to date all year long, including the offseason on the Philadelphia Eagles by following Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Eagles on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts from. Coming up, Derek Carr may very well be headed to New York. Are you looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories? You absolutely have to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. So if you're trying to be a little more healthy, that's what I'm trying to do. Snack a little bit less. You want to try out Built Bar because they are healthy. They're tasty. They are made with 100% real chocolate, and that's probably why they taste so good. They come in tons of different flavors. There's churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. That's a couple of them. Um, I don't really know how they do it. It tastes really like you're eating a candy bar so you can kind of confuse yourself and feel like you're having a little bit of a treat, but it's really actually good for you because there's only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with 17 grams of protein in every bar. And now you don't have to order them either. You can head out to the stores and get them at Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. So head to your nearest Walmart today. You can walk into the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're at a Sam's Club, that's where I get mine. You can run in and get a 13-bar box of the marshmallow puffs with the protein-infused marshmallow. And those are in brownie, batter, and churro. You can thank me later. The Las Vegas Raiders released Derek Carr on Tuesday, making him immediately available to any quarterback needy team. This is where we insert the New York Jets as Locked On Raiders host Your Boy Q says. I think that the Jets, obviously we know the Jets are really uh, desperate for a quarterback, right? They're really going all in to get a quarterback. They have the quarterback market. They have it basically surrounded and covered. And what I mean by that, the Jets are, fire, are hiring former Titans offensive coordinator Todd Downing as their new passing game coordinator and as a veteran assistant with extensive experience to join Nathaniel Hackett. Robert Sala continues to be of his offensive staff. Well, the thing about that is Todd Downing, as we all remember, was the Raiders quarterback coach for 2015 and 2016, and then became the offensive coordinator in 2017. He's got a big-time connection to Derek Carr. So, if the, the, the Eagles, the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, like I believe that they're going to try to put a full court press on, as they should. If they don't get Aaron Rodgers, then I believe their next fallback plan will be Derek Carr. But what I mean by having the quarterback corner basically cornered or the market cornered, Nathaniel Hackett has ties to Aaron Rodgers. Todd Downing has ties to Ryan Tannehill and Derek Carr. And Robert Sala has ties to Jimmy G. So they've got four quarterbacks that are going to be available or look like they're going to be available. We don't know yet on Aaron Rodgers, but they have all those connections right there. So they're thinking 
we're going to get some quarterback. Don't know who it's going to be, but there's going to be a veteran that comes in here because they believe that they're that close to being a, a playoff team slash a Super Bowl team if they can get the right trigger, man. So maybe Derek Carr would do really well in New York. I don't know. Ryan Tannehill, not a big fan of. Jimmy G, definitely not a big fan of. And Aaron Rodgers obviously would make the most sense. So I believe that that'll be the order. Aaron Rodgers are going to try to go in and, uh, you know, poach him immediately. And I know they've already reached out to Green Bay to check on his availability. And if that strikes out, then I think Derek Carr is option number two for the New York Jets. You have to think in today's NFL where a quarterback is of the highest priority and the highest need that some of these teams will be able to at least court Derek Carr and hopefully he'll find a new landing spot where he's appreciated after all that time he spent with the Raiders. And finally, Juju Smith-Schuster thought he was being funny yesterday. The Chiefs wide receiver tweeted out a Valentine that had a picture of James Bradbury that read, I'll hold you when it matters most. Thought he was being clever. A.J. Brown did not agree. The Eagles wide receiver clapped back at Juju on Twitter saying, quote, first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it. This is lame. You were on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you. Don't act like you were all that or ever was, but congratulations again. Gotta love the petty, even on Valentine's Day. Thank you for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast. Make that your second listen. Coming up tomorrow, what stands in the way of the Boston Celtics in the East? At least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.